3: iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up ritual Scrub stars Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hello and welcome to the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. Always good to be with you. I'm Will Pearson, Chief Operating Officer The iHeart Podcast Network. As always, we like to get together each week with some of our favorite creators and podcasters, producers. And this week is a very special treat. We're getting a chance to chat with a super successful musician, entrepreneur, author, and now podcast host, which of course is very exciting for us. The host of Cheekies and Chill, which publishes on Mondays, and because of popular demand, now publishes a second episode each week on Wednesdays called Dear Cheekies. We're going to hear a little bit about that. Is our number one. Chat show on the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, off to an incredible start. Already seen 4 million downloads. What a great show. But Cheekies, thanks so much for joining us today.
4: Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Not
3: bad. It's got to be pretty exciting to see your show off to such a fantastic start.
4: Yes. Honestly, right now, when you said all that, I was like, oh my gosh, because I just do it and I'm like talking on the microphone and to my people. But the fact that it's hit and it's sticking, that that makes me so, so happy. It's like mission accomplished. (laughs)
3: Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I think that's why it works so well is just your genuine nature. But before we get to the podcast, there were Mm -hmm. a couple of things when I've heard you describe yourself that I just love some of the language that you've used. And you describe yourself as a Latina who lives her life in Spanglish. And I thought it was worth just sort of pausing on that language for a minute, just to see what you mean. When, when you say that, how would you describe living your life in Spanglish?
4: You know what? I, I feel like that's all I've known my entire life. I didn't learn English until I was seven. And that's because I was raised with my grandparents. But obviously in school, I learned English and then I learned, you know, how to write in both Spanish and English, you know. So I just feel like I'm being myself for. For me, mm-hmm. it's another language. It's Spanglish. It's me being from the 200%, which is hundred percent Mexicana, hundred percent American, you know, and that's how I really feel. And I feel accepted. I feel like I have a home with my cultura because growing up, it was, you can't mix the languages. You have to yeah. either speak Spanish or just English. It was just rude or it just wasn't, you know, classy, but now I'm like, wait a second. It just comes naturally to me. You know, it really does. And I'm glad that I'm, I'm being celebrated in a way, you know?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's fun to hear you talk about, you know, your closeness to family and the musical roots. And I, I love yeah. hearing about all of that. I was saying, you know, your grandfather owned a music label. Yeah. Of course, we know about your incredible mother, who was a fabulous singer. And you've talked about her a lot on the podcast and some very, you know, personal episodes done about that. But can we stop and talk about that for just a minute? The importance mm-hmm. of family to you and, of course, the musical aspect of that. We'd just love to hear you talk about that for a minute.
4: Yeah, I definitely did come from a, a musical family. You know, my grandma post it and, and I'm grateful for him. You know, he came to this country with, I believe it was either 60 cents or $60 in his pants. I, I don't remember in his pockets. So it, it was like, he brought my uncles and they were pregnant for my mom. This is in the sixties. So for me, it's so admirable to see that he really did go for it, you know, and, and we are here and we know about music because both my grandparents, my grandma's a singer. That's how he met her. So I've been around music my whole life. I was at the swamp meets which are like the flea markets. I would Sell cassettes and then we went to having our own record store which where yeah. we, that's where we sold CDs so I saw like we went from cassettes to CDs to like you know mp3 players and everything now everything is just digital so it's just it's nice to see that it's nice to be able to learn so much from my family you know I take all the positive things and definitely seeing my grandparents and my mother work as as much as, as hard as they did I'm very like I'm proud of that you know what I mean I'm yeah. proud of that and I'm proud of, to be able to be an extension of that and and do my own thing now you know, oh, that's um, incredible. it's been a beautiful journey. Yeah,
3: know, the good yeah. and the bad. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about that journey. You know, we, we've gotten a chance to hear a lot from you. It's almost sort of in diary form through this fantastic podcast, and would love to just hear, you know, where the inspiration came from. Because obviously, you've been super successful in so many different fields, and then decided to start this podcast, Cheekies and Chill. And would love to just know what was the inspiration for it.
4: You know, I come from reality TV, and I did that for ten years. Mm-hmm. and And that was hard work and had really great moments and things that weren't so great, you know? And with the podcast, I've had the podcast on my vision board for about three years, and I just knew I wanted one. And I listened to a lot of podcasts, you know. So I said, I think I would wanna have one because I could just be like chilling. I don't have to worry about hair and makeup, or if I have like a freaking lonja, which is like some fat like rolling out, you know. I was like, I could just talk and I feel like this is part of my mission in life is to help other people, inspire and empower them in any way that I possibly can. And I have really enjoyed podcasting because it's a form of therapy for myself. I'm expressing myself and letting things out and I have a space to talk about whatever I want Mm -hmm. and I'm also helping people. So I feel like it's just the perfect thing and I don't have to worry about if my hair is a mess because I usually, (laughs) 90% of the time, 95% of the time, you guys, I look like a hot mess, but it doesn't matter because all you're listening to is my voice. So I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing.
3: Do you think that helps with the, you know, sometimes perhaps the word intimacy is overused a little bit when we talk about the medium, but I think it's really relevant here because there is something that feels so personal about just getting to listen in on either a conversation or one person sharing their stories. But back to what you were saying about not having to worry about hair and makeup, not having to worry about the sort of full production of everything going on around you, just getting to sort of be in the moment and talk about whatever it is you're there to talk about. Do you think those other elements? Elements being removed from it sort of allow you to get to that space sooner. You just sit down and you start talking. You're not having all of these other layers around it. I guess you mm-hmm. might describe it.
4: Definitely. I'm a pretty transparent and honest person, but I feel like not having to worry about how I'm sitting or mm-hmm. you know, it just something not looking right on camera. Like I just feel like it's allowed me to be even more authentic and organic and raw. Yeah. And even if I'm not in the best of moods that day that I'm recording my podcast, like as soon as I start talking, I just forget about everything else. It's just it's been so nice to just express myself and just, uh, you know, I, I don't even know how else to explain it. And to know that other people are listening to me and they're liking it. Yeah. It's been amazing. Like, I, I yeah. want this to be everywhere. I want, I want everyone to hear the podcast, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it definitely has played a role in, in just being free, I guess, is the word.
0: My dad works in B2B marketing.
3: you mentioned the listeners not only are you getting to reach them but you're now getting to hear from them the podcast got off to such a fantastic start that we started talking about this idea there seems to be demand for even more and you came up with the idea of doing this Dear Cheeky segment. And Mm -hmm. I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that and the importance of hearing from your listeners and what that experience has been like. Can you talk a little bit specifically about that second episode that you're now doing each week just called Dear Cheekies"?
4: Yeah, it makes me a little emotional because I just feel like I'm doing God's work. I'm living Mm -hmm. my godly purpose. You know what I mean? In a way, I express it a lot on I'm not a religious woman. I'm just more spiritual. Mm -hmm. So it just makes me feel nice that I'm doing what I've been wanting to do for so long, which is hear back, have that direct contact with my listeners, with the people that follow me and giving them the opportunity to ask me anything. And I always say, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not like, you know, a therapist, but I will give you from the bottom of my heart, the best advice ever. Like as, as if I was speaking to one of my sisters or one of my friends, my brothers, and it's worked out wonderfully. And I'm so glad. I'm so happy that we were able to do this. It's also helped me a lot. And I'm glad that I'm able to help other people through Dear Cheekies. So
3: for sure, I love that element of it and love hearing what is on the minds of your listeners. That's Mm -hmm. actually one of the most fun parts for us, you know, in podcasting, even in shows where we don't get the chance to have, you know, a segment where you hear from the listeners directly, just that relationship that you establish with them is honestly, unlike any other medium I've ever seen it just did that back and forth from the listeners. But in your episodes, you do get very personal, you know, whether we're talking about the passing of your mother or whether we're talking about, you know, mental health struggles or freezing eggs or whatever it may be, like really very personal, but important and identifiable things for people. Like I think all of those things that I just mentioned are things that are so important for all of us to talk about and think about and have experienced at some point or know people who've experienced at some point. How difficult has that been? Or has this just felt very natural to say like, this is the medium where I feel ready to do this?
4: Yeah, I think it's just something that comes natural to me. You know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been taught to be a very open, transparent type of person. My mom was very much like that. And and I like to even talk about the things that I've done wrong, the things that I could have done better, you know. And and if I want to help the world, and if I want to be some sort of inspiration, then I have to be first honest with myself, and then be honest with others, and just kind of just let it all hang out in a way, yeah. you know, and say, hey, this is who I am. I'm I'm not perfect. I don't pretend to be perfect. I don't want to be perfect. And I do talk about everything, even the relationship with my mom. My mom and I were so close in age. It was a difficult relationship, you know. And I talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's still so much love and respect there, you know. And if if I can help another mother and daughter because it happens a lot why not? And talk about things that are taboo in our culture. And even just in the world in general, it's like, I want to have those uncomfortable conversations because that's the way that you reach more people. You know what I mean? Is having those conversations and having different opinions. You know, we had a, a round table and we spoke to different women about just things that are happening in the world. I love that. I love to have those conversations. I, I just, I don't know, call it what you will, but <laughs> I think it's important. It definitely is important to just talk about everything. There's nothing that I would say I wouldn't talk about, you
3: know? Yeah. And do you feel like you can do it a little bit more directly through podcasting, obviously and music, you know, sometimes things are a little bit more layered and symbolism are yeah. a little bit more layered and obviously trying to make something work within a musical style. But in podcasting, I mean, I admire you the way you approach it, but you hit these topics pretty much straight on.
4: Oh, Thank you. I feel like I have to be that way. And now with this podcast, it's just been a blessing. It's been a yeah. blessing because, you know, I, there are certain things that I couldn't necessarily talk about when I was doing reality, because it was on a network, you know, you have to be careful with what you say when you have a microphone in your hand on stage. But podcasting is like, this is my space to just be me completely, you know, and whoever listens is because they want to listen. I don't know. It's been it's been amazing to be honest. Yeah. yeah.
3: And there's no time limitations. Mm -hmm. You're not forced within a 22 minute structure or anything like that. If you have something quick to say, as as sometimes happens with the Wednesday episodes, it might be a little bit shorter. But if you're having an amazing Mm -hmm. conversation some other time, you can let it go longer, let it breathe some, which is one of my favorite things is when you're having a great conversation, there's no reason to hit pause or to cut it short, you know, in those sorts mm-hmm. of interactions, I feel.
4: Definitely. Yes. Yeah.
3: When you think about the evolution of the podcast, how has it changed from where it started and, and where do you see it sort of going to?
4: I definitely right now we have it on My Cultura, right, which is I feel like mm-hmm. is amazing. And and we're reaching our Latinos in a way, you know, or people like me, the 200 percent, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to be able to just speak to people in different countries, even if they don't know who Cheeky's is, you know, as the author or the singer. It's, I like this girl because I like how she sounds, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, what she's talking about. And even someone that doesn't know how I started my career, it's just, they're interested in my podcast. I want to have some type of visual, but I don't want it to be so formal either. I want it to be like a couch and I'm in PJs. Like I want it to be that (laughs) raw where I'm not worried. And and yes, I have the microphone there and I'm talking about everything, but I want to have guests. I want to maybe eventually have someone there that has a different opinion that you know where we can really have um not an intense conversation necessarily yeah. but where we just respect each other's opinion you know what I mean yeah. even if we're not on the same page so there are a lot of things
3: no that makes sense maybe stepping away from the podcast just a little bit I loved reading about your use of vision boards it's something we've talked about a little bit here but my understanding was podcasting was one of the things on your vision board but putting mm-hmm. that aside for just a second I'm just curious to hear a little bit about that? Like, is this something that you've always done? And what does it mean for you when you say that you put together a vision board for where Mm -hmm. you're, you're looking to go?
4: I started getting into vision boards like in 09, was it? Mm -hmm. And I started looking into it. And that's, I think when I did my first one and I just really believe in the law of attraction. I believe in our mind is a very powerful thing for good or for bad. Like you have to be very careful with what you think and what you verbalize. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, okay, I can find the positive thing in anything and I can turn my life around if I want to, you know? So with my vision board, I remember even putting like, I want to be on the, cover of Latina Magazine. This was in 2009 when I just started my career. You know, Shakira was the cover and and I put that on my vision board and I put my face on top of hers. And I said, I want to be on the cover of Latina Magazine. And it happened literally four years later, but it happened. And you know, I put my book there and I put my podcast, like I said, four years ago, almost four years ago. And I hadn't even mentioned it to my manager. And I said, you know what? I really want a podcast. Wow. And he had been my manager for two years. And then he said, okay, we'll think about it. We'll, We'll work on it. Then the call came in by itself. I just feel, like, you got to verbalize it. You know what I mean? You got to really believe it and obviously work towards it of course, right. but um, it really does work. That's <laughs> like amazing.
3: Magic. I'm curious, what would you put on the vision board right now? Big or small? Just things that you're thinking about or, or having the works right now?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I have Rolling Stone magazine now. <laughs> I have it on there. I and I'm it. like, hey, yeah, I want that. I I want a house on the beach. That's like, you know, a long-term type of goal. I don't know if like somewhere on the East coast on, I thought Miami, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I just, I see it. What else do I have on there? I have another grand. I would like another Grammy, maybe two <laughs> Grammys. Maybe an American Grammy would be awesome. Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff on there.
3: I love the vision for it and the, the, the breadth of things that you're up to. Musically, what, what's going on? Tell us if you're working on anything right now or what we should be aware of.
4: Well, I'll tell you guys first, this is an exclusive. I just came out with my album in May. It's called Tabeja Reina, which is Queen Bee in English. And I want to do a deluxe. I'm going to the, actually to the recording studio this evening, and I'm going to record a few songs that'll go on the deluxe. And just, you know, right now I'm focused, very focused on that. I already have the idea for the next album and going on tour. I really want to go to Mexico and dominate it over there. So that's my goal right now. Wow, that's <laughs> And amazing. Colombia. Uh, yeah.
3: So congratulations on doing the deluxe though. That's amazing. Well, and you guys you. got to hear it here first. It's been yeah. a nonstop day for you. You just finished up another really fun interview before joining us here. So we, we genuinely appreciate the time. I hope everyone will check out Cheekies and Chill. And of course, check out those special episodes of Dear Cheekies because you really do get a chance to know someone that we think is just an incredibly talented and genuine and just very special person. And we are honored to have you as part of iHeart, as part of the Mike. Culture network some of our production team may disagree when you say you're not perfect i think they sort of think <laughs> that you might be so we won't Aww. let them watch this we really appreciate you taking the time today thank you for being part of the iheart network
4: of course thank you i'm so happy that i'm talking to you and that we are a family so absolutely i can't wait to see what the future holds for all of us
3: absolutely well thank you so much and <laughs> and thanks to all of you for tuning in today we'll be back again with you next week Production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.